to 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 expect him to give up all of that individuality it it it's unrealistic in my book so i feel like yeah. that, that's what i would have to say just be mindful in that they're people and that they're more than just your parents Welcome, everybody, to the Authentic Self Show on the Nachos Cafe podcast, where you will hear more than one perspective on facing the world authentically. Previously, on the Authentic Self Show of thick skin in a non-working environment, Amari shared with us that she would challenge herself to have an adult conversation with her father, seeking answers she figured he would possibly share with her. So join us in an extended segment of the thick skin discussion as Amari shares with me the resolution of that conversation. Just hearing like how my mom had grown up and like things of her childhood, like things I, I never even knew about. And then like, um, like hearing everything up till she met my dad and then how they met and like stuff that happened between them while their relationship was still rocky. And then hearing it from my dad's perspective, like hearing his life and everything yeah. and then hearing how they met and after and like everything after, I'm sitting here like there there like were several times where I would not have been here. My older sister would would not have been here. Like literally the only one that would have been is my oldest sister. Mm. And it was just like because one they happened to just meet on coincidence. Like my uh, my mom was living out in South Carolina because she was out there for school and then her brother passed away then her grandmother passed away so she moved back to DC mm-hmm. and she was just looking for work so she started uh, got a job with my aunt mm-hmm. and then a few months later my dad ended up starting working there and so they'd hear my dad's story and, and up until that point like and how they met mm-hmm. I was like it's okay and then it it honestly it, it really helped me it helped me look at my dad as a person and because I remember I said before, like my remember I was running, my dad has always been a superhero in my mind. Yes, like, yes. You could never do no good and like never do any wrong. So then talking to him, it was like, God damn, you were not like you were literally not the person who I made you to be in my head. <laughs> because like he 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 definitely has a life and he had a past prior to being saved and being this preacher like because like I said I, I'm the preacher's kid that's all I ever yeah. really really seen so yeah hearing about like my dad it, it really made me humanize him a lot more because it, it was a version of him that I, I never thought like I never thought that hearing about my dad's life I would have a dad who would be running with the law, who would be slinging drugs, who, like, <laughs> all these things. Like, my, my dad was in them streets. And I'm just like, <laughs> I would have I would have never guessed that of my father. So it's just like hearing all that and then just, like, things that happened, like, that caused him to break up and being a kid not understanding and, like, all I'm seeing is arguments between mm-hmm. them but not really like understanding why they're arguing right I'm, I'm like fucking 9 10 11 at this age you don't, so I don't really, think about a why exactly I just my parents is arguing I'm not really like into the conversation I just mm-hmm. hear them on the phone arguing so I never really like put two and two together but then talking to my dad and it's just like hearing them same stories but like now like this is why they were arguing like there was 
arguments about my sister. There was arguments about uh, like all of us kids. There was arguments about like stuff that happened with my little brother's dad. Like I, I found I, I found out why the fuck we moved to Indiana. I'm thinking my mom just went, and this is the thing I didn't even get to talk to my mom about it. So I hope if she ever sit and listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this won't come out till like way later. This one, this segment today is not is coming probably towards the end of the month. Okay. Next yeah. week is is the um whatchamacallit is the Okay. Because I'm I'm telling you like, I really want to ask her. And I want to ask her because I want to see if she will be truthful with me. Cause that's one thing. Like the difference between my parents is my dad has always had just a clear cut sense of right and wrong and good mm-hmm. and bad. And like right is right, wrong is wrong. Like he he's always had a good clear cut sense and he's <clears throat> never lied to us. Like when we ever asked him anything, he's never lied to us. He may try to word it in a manner where it's like, not completely black and white like he right. tries to like sugarcoat <clears throat> shit when he when he tells us stuff but he one thing he never does he, he never lies to us and so now i'm just like i want to sit here and like talk to my mom again and just like okay so let's pick up where we left off like we were still on your life in dc da, 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 da. and then as we start to progress and we get to why we moved to indiana and stuff like that I'm going to see how honest she's going to be with me because it's like it, 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 if she's not completely honest with me, it's, I don't know if I'm going to be upset right. because I know that she's lying. So I don't know if I want to be like, <laughs> I know you're lying. But then at the same time, I want to be like, okay, you did that because you're, you're my mom and you're trying to protect me. You don't, I, I don't even know. If freaking um, my sister knows, so like it was apparently like, the way my my mom and uh, my dad's little brother met. They were in the army together, so it's like they they were. I didn't know they were previously together prior to her meeting my dad. Mm-hmm. So she had just ended a relationship with my little brother's dad, and then started dating my dad. They got married. They were like, all together. They were. T- together from like beginning to end it was probably about like a span of like five years he said so but towards the end it was like my mom was I don't know my mom was the type of person like she would do what she want to do but she wouldn't want to like be upfront about it yeah. like if you question her about something she'll be honest with you about what she's doing uh-huh but she's going to do what she want to do and not tell you that she's doing it until she has to kind of person. So when my dad started feeling like my mom was like being unfaithful in a relationship and cheating and stuff and started messing around with my little brother's dad again and how they were getting close and he called her out on it and she was Ooh. like, yeah, like he, he called her out on it and she was like, yeah. So they ended up um, not being together, like they get divorced. And then what happened was, and, and this I didn't even know, my dad ended up getting hit by a car. So like, there was a few times, it, I guess, in his life, my, like, he's almost died and yeah. didn't even realize it. And like one of the times was before I was actually born. So like I said, there, there was a few chances that I, I wouldn't even be here. Wow. Kind of deal. So he got hit by a car and he was out of work for like two years. And that was like the longest he's never worked. 
And so while he's out of work, he can't really like give money for child support. He can't really like support anything. He's pretty much just broken. He was telling me about when my mom was taking him um, to fucking court for back child support. And like the way he was telling me stuff, I was like, yeah, that's my mom. Cause she liked to be a little vindictive when she mad. Like she, <laughs> she, she's that type of person. Like if she mad, especially at you, she gonna nitpick and she gonna make sure, you know, she mad and she's gonna like go to the extreme Yeah. because she took him to court for back child support. And this man shows up to court and a fucking neck brace. He still has a boot on and on crutches. Like he can't, he couldn't even like walk himself. Yeah. He, he was really beaten up by this car he got he like he said he remember going up in the air and like seeing the top of the houses and then coming down and laying on his side like the side he got hit on Mm -hmm. so and he was like I was with her and he was like the only thing he was asking for them to do was to not arrest him while like not arrest him in front of me Right, because at the uh, time that he would, thought I was that's gonna like, like exactly that, like have yeah that imprint that imprint exactly he was yeah. like I didn't want my my son to see me get dragged mm-hmm. away because at the time he I, I, he didn't know about my older brother yet and yeah. obviously didn't know about me so it was like and she didn't even try to like to like meet him halfway there so like he was like yeah he was like there there was stuff like that that she would do. And it would be to kind of like intentionally dig at him. And I was like, yeah, I, I could see that. And so wow. it's just stuff like that. <laughs> and then hearing that like after they they uh, went their separate ways and my mom got with uh, my little brother's dad, they got married. They were only together for a, a few years. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't like the, when he was talking to me, it was almost as if I was having like flashbacks in my head because I'm like, I remember that moment, but I remember it differently. Yeah. And now that you telling me, like, I can see the other side of it and it makes so much sense. Uh-huh. Like freaking, he was the one, and this I do remember, he was the one when we were leaving to go to Indiana he was the one who dropped us off because it was him, my stepmom, and her kids. And he came and got us all. He came and got me, my sisters, my little brother, my mom, took it to the um, Greyhound station so we could leave. It was like four in the morning. Like none of us knew what was going on, just the fact that we was leaving. Right. And I remember it because like for me, I was just like, I was just in a fog. I was like, I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, my sisters were crying, like their brains out. And I I, I just didn't, couldn't yeah. like comprehend. It's like we're, yeah. we're leaving. We're not going on a trip. We're not going to visit. We are leaving. So, and then when he was telling me the story of that night and how things led up to that, mm-hmm. I, 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 my mind was blown. Like, to find out that things happened to my sister by my stepdad hmm. and that is why we left like I said I've, I've, I've never even like I've talked to my sister about this since then and I haven't said anything to her because I'm like I'm not going to tell you something traumatic about your childhood that you like you may or may not know right like, I don't right. want to I don't want to be the person that does that to you because like my dad told me this and 
he he like I've never seen him visually so upset so much so that he couldn't hide it like if something's bothering him he's usually good at like not letting it show in his face not like mm. he can push past the moment and deal like deal with it later but just in him talking to to me about it because that's one thing my dad has always been about he's always been about family he's always been super overprotective <clears throat> and it was pretty much especially with me and my two older sisters because up until he had found out about my younger brother Brian he thought that we were his first kids he thought my older sister was his first child like and then after my mom my, my other siblings came and stuff like that but when he had finally found that out it was just like he was trying so hard to keep us all together and like even that stuff I remember I remember him freaking like always trying to make sure if we're doing holidays we're doing them together like seeing if yeah. he can get us, like like I remember him talking to all of our parents like see if he can get us so we can all hang out together and then to hear him say that and just talk about it like I to visually see him and get upset and to like to have my dad tell me that there like there were in several instances he considered killing this person like and one like my dad is a meticulous planner he like he used to he has like a whole he has a criminal background but then he also has like a really big background in music because he he's made a lot of history like a lot of black history especially on the east coast my my dad has been involved in it and so wow think like hearing about his life of crime and like hearing this side of him that I've never actually known like to hear my dad say I I, I, I literally had to stop myself from acting on the thought of killing mm -hmm. him mm -hmm. or in other times like like and other people who he felt was like a threat to us or like my dad was like I, I was I, I had no problem going there like that right, was never right. the issue he's like the issue was I had to stop myself because mm -hmm. I had to re remember if I did that Mm -hmm. then all of y'all lose all five of y'all lose talking about right. his kids and I was like wow like I, I didn't even know that and then to know that he he's like my dad is so meticulous and I realized that's right get, I get it from like I like to have things planned out like I, I can organize mm -hmm. but I've never realized to the extent of his like he he will plan the perfect crime like he will spend time to plan out the perfect crime and, and yeah. to make sure he gets away with stuff like so he was like he he thought about it and there was a the one time after we had already gone after my mom had already told him all this he was like he was on the freeway and he was just so mad and he just happened to look over lo and behold person driving next to him yep my little brother's dad on the Are you so serious? He was like, and he's like, I had two of my friends in the back seat, so they like, they all, they they knew, like, I, I was already. He was like, yeah, I seen him on the freeway. And he's like, I, I flagged him down, got him to pull over on the side of the road. He was like, and he, he's like, his, his dumb ass did it. He just pulled over nonchalantly, not even thinking nothing about it, whatever. My dad was like, I fucking uh, pulled over behind him. I was behind him. I popped the trunk, and. He was like, I got out and he's like, he had a, a pistol or a piece and he was like, he had it behind him, like tucked in the back of his shirt. And he was like, he walked up to the car. He could tell there was nobody in the car with him. Like he, he had it all planned out. And he was like, I got to the car window 
and he rolled down the window and he asked me what what's up like all nonchalantly and my dad was like the only thing that I could say to him was thank you for taking care of my kids when I couldn't and I'm like what you you, nothing else and he was like because you have to realize like I was out of work for two years. Like I couldn't wow. give y'all nothing. I couldn't uh-huh. support y'all in any way, shape, or form because I wasn't even working. Yeah. And he was like, so the only ones that were supporting y'all were your mother and him because I, that was your stepdad at the time. And I was like, I, I was like, I swear, I hate the fact that you're my father because I just in this conversation, I realized how like how how alike we are. Yeah, yeah. Because. Like, I realized I have that quality to to really put my feelings aside on situations and do what I think would be the best outcome, not mm-hmm. do what I want to do despite on being able to get away with it, not get away with it, outcome or whatever, but do what I know would be the best outcome. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I, I don't know how you could do it and I'm like and now finding this out later on in life I I I I don't even know how I could ever talk to my brother's dad again like and I said I keep in touch with my brother's older brother yeah but not really his dad and my brother my little brother has been incarcerated for like the past eight years so it, it hasn't really been like well, you're with your dad. Your dad's coming around our family type of deal. Because right. they, they, they've been divorced for since we moved to um, Indiana, pretty much. And like I said, never knowing what we actually, why we actually moved. Because all this time, my mom was like, well, her sister, because she has a twin sister, her, um, was out there and she was struggling and stressed in her relationship and marriage and it was so far away and they didn't like it. And my mom was going through stuff and she didn't like being away from her sister and she just needed to be close to her. So that's why she took us off there. And I'm just like, okay. But in, in my mind, it was never like, but why couldn't we stay with our dad? Like, yeah. why couldn't? And I remember there were times in high school that used, every time me and her would get to a fight and argument, that's what I would like. Why can't I go out there and live with him? Like, why can't why can't you just let me go live with him? Like, because obviously, me here in your life is such a fucking frustration. Da, 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 da. And because mm-hmm. there were there were like a lot of times I felt like she was mad at me, not for something I did, yeah, but simply because I reminded her of him. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I dang, that's and that's tough. to now yeah, know like. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because you were barely you in your she was like barely in her uh, uh, sophomore year of college out in South Carolina when, like I said, her grandmother passed and she ended up just moving back up to D.C. So mm. you were like still kind of young, like in your um, late teens, early 20s kind of age. So it's like so, yeah, I, I see that when I'm like 18, 19, almost 20 you're so mad at me for like, but you don't know how to explain it. And I'm, I'm not understanding it, but then talking to him and just like, and I kid you not, like, I look like his clone when I was a little kid. Like I, really? I look like a clone of him no when I was like younger, that. like 100%. And so it's just like, 
I see why you mad all the time. You're looking <laughs> at me and you see him like you see him all see day. Him all day. <laughs> the version of him you when you first met him type deal. So like it's just like it's a blast from the fucking past. Right. And I can never <laughs> understand it. And so now it's just actually talking to them and and hearing about it. And like even now when he brought up like times where they they've been in physical altercations because like my mom the way my mom brought it up she brought it up like we were fighting every other weekend like I have bruises and broken but like and but then hearing it from my dad it was like yeah there were times where it was physical altercations but the one time like it actually got really physical and he Uh he really like hit her and grabbed her and shit it was like he they were already um in a rough place like they were so together, the but they, they weren't like actually the divorce wasn't finalized, but they weren't together. Mm-hmm. And my mom needed a ride to work. So my dad was with my little sister's mom mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, Yeah, I, I used her car to go get your mom and Natasha. Oh, and he was like, So I was like, Oh, so she already had an attitude as soon as she got in the car because she knew who Cardi was driving. And Naturally. She was like, she was just, she was just trying to find a uh, pick a fight, like, uh, real, uh, and I was like, yeah, that's her. Like, she liked to say smart stuff, and I was like, that's where I get my mouth from because she liked to say smart shit. So he was like, she was just trying to pick a fight the whole way, and I wasn't feeding into it. So and he was like, she was just getting madder and madder because it wasn't working. And he's like, so we got there, pulled up, she got out the car, and he was like, Tasha was in the back seat, and he was like. She just she just thought like, hey, mommy's going to work. I'm gonna be with daddy. So mommy, right. like, where bye, where's my hug? Where's my kiss? Like normal. And my dad was like, she was reaching up from the back seat to reach up to like get my mom, like get a hug and kiss like normal. My mom was so upset that she didn't notice and she slammed the door. And he was like, <sighs> she slammed the door and it literally it slammed and met my sister's fingers. So he was like, if she, if my sister would have been a little bit faster, he's like, she would have slammed her hand in the door, not because she was mad, not even realizing that her child was trying to say something to her. So he was like, that's, that's what set him off. That's what he was like. I, oh, I had it. He's like, he got yeah. out the car. He's like, I grabbed her arm, threw her up against the car. And mind you, he's still hurt from fucking- From the accident. From the accident. And he was like- and he went, um, she was like, he, she pulled away and turned and he went to go um, hit her on her back because she was walking away. She was like kind of huddled down. And he was like, but when he went back, that's when he had a sharp pain and he had to stop. And they were at a, like, they were across from a construction site. And I guess all these guys came over and was holding him back. He was like, you don't need to be beating on her like that, da, 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 da. Not realizing like, what I'm in happened? a lot of pain. He was like, if she wanted to, she could have turned around whoop my ass been kicking you on the ground I would not have been able to fight back because I, I was still I'm that hurt too, and yeah. I was like see my mama didn't t- like when my mom was telling me about that day she ain't start that story until after y'all yeah, was already fighting and the construction workers was coming over because I was like and I, it, it's crazy because like I talked to my mom first and then talking to my dad I ain't told him nothing my mom had said. Yeah, I didn't like, put no preface or nothing. I just told him like, "Well, I need to have this conversation it's for my podcast, and it, it, it's for my life too." And so it was just like, "Okay, now you're basically telling me the stories my mom's was telling me, but you're telling me the other side of it." And right. I was like, 
okay, so there was a whole car ride up until this point. There was all like there was issues with being in, even in the car. Like there were so many other elements into it that she just left out. She yeah, let like that tail infection. So I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, oh but I, I get why because I think there was a lot of first love aspects between them Mm. and so I feel like when you love somebody that extreme especially your first love like when you the only other thing you can really do is just like pretty much hate them or dislike them yeah yeah and I was like she was really in that for a while and she didn't and my mom being who she is not really not really knowing how to express when she's hurting because she Mm -hmm. doesn't know how to to ask for help because she, I think she's so used to having to be strong and, mm-hmm. and do things and take care and having to have that strong face for most of her life, even her childhood, that she just now, when I was talking to her, she was like, I honestly, I just, um, in some, she was talking to a coworker and her coworker's like, well, you just always seem mad or always seem mean and angry. <laughs> and then she was like, it was somebody else in her, like um, a girlfriend or a friend that somebody said kind of the same thing. And, and they brought him, she's like, maybe you have PTSD. Like, did you ever stop and think about that? Because of everything yeah. that you've been through? It's like, maybe you have PTSD. Wow. And I was like, that's a real thing. Yeah. Because when I was talking to her, like, she she even brought it. Because when it comes to my mom's side of the family, like, we all, we've we always wanted to know more about my mom's side of the family because we, like, we have always, like, loved our grandparents. Mm-hmm. And when it came to that, our mom's side of, like, my mom's side of the family, it our exposure, like, even it's, it's only my grandfather's half. So I, when I talk about like my family, my cousins, my siblings, it's all on my grandfather's half, all of the barbers, because we've never actually talked much about my mom's, uh, my, my grandmother's childhood. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, everybody's always wanting to know more about her past, but it's, it's not something we really talk about because she had a, like, she went through a lot of abuse wow. and so I was like, okay, like I didn't realize that my mom's she had an older brother, like a, a old, like the oldest out of all of them. Cause, yeah. Um, but growing up, he was raised as their uncle because my grandmother was sexually assaulted by her father when she was a teenager and got pregnant. So, oh wow, yeah, my mother's grandmother ended up raising my grandmother's kid, yeah, and told everybody that he was her son versus like, this is this is my grandson, this is my my daughter. So, like, knowing that and then knowing how like that just lingered on in her life and it it made her super protective over her kids and Mm -hmm. like it it, knowing that my grandmother went through a lot of stuff like that like I I really see how my why my mom is how she is because it's what she's been taught like the women in her family have always talked to have that strong face like no matter what happens to you you got to push through it keep like and I told her like it sucks to have to be like that like it sucks to to, to know that's how the generation before you would were taught. And so that's how they yeah. taught you. Because yeah, it trickles down. I was like, I don't I don't ever think like I, I could have lived in that time or like been raised in that time. 
because right, tell me about it. Yeah, like, I, I, there there is just such uh, a requirement to to that's hide the perfect word that's hurting you and you feel yeah. shameful about in order to make it look like you're putting your best foot forward for society. When in reality, like all these things is going on, and you can't really talk to nobody about it because you need to uh, fake it, take it, make it, and, and get on through. And it's just like, well, no, that's not always the case. Yeah. So I really do. I, I'm talking to my dad has really opened my eyes, and now I want to talk to my mom more, but I'm almost worried that it may trigger her in a sense uh-huh. because I feel like I I feel like she may interpret it as me thinking like Bless you're her. a bad parent right. because of yeah. the, the decisions that you made and the things that you did. And it's like, it's not even that I, I can look at you as like, you're a bad parent because yeah. hell, I'm, if you were a bad parent, I, I wouldn't be nearly as successful in my life as I am. Like I, I wouldn't Correct. be as okay and secure in my life as I am. But it's like, I feel like I want to because I want to make sure she's letting letting that go. Like I want to make sure because she could be. I mean, she's holding on to that. Exactly. Because like I said, yeah. I I've never I've bad. never even heard that come up. I've never I've never even heard my sister mention anything like that. And I, I definitely don't want to say anything to her because yeah, I don't want yeah. her going to my mom flipping out. Right. But I really want to talk to my mom and bring up why we moved and in kind of like a natural way because I want her to feel like she could talk to me about it yeah 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 I agree so you gotta you for the sense of the reveal you kind of have to sugarcoat it a little bit to exactly ease into it because it's your mom who obviously and anyone who's holding on to something that's not easy to talk about you know what I mean and and for years it's not an easy thing for years exactly especially now because I feel like if if I didn't know then there is like an absolute a hundred percent chance my little brother doesn't know like yeah. without question like my, my yeah. older two sisters like Tasha may know or may remember and, and just never said anything I don't know if like Nietzsche would know it's like a hit or miss yeah. but I know if I didn't know my little brother had absolutely no, oh, no yeah. clue and it, it's his dad like he he's always growing up as kids he always felt like the odd child because he had a different dad and we had the same mom mm-hmm. and I remember I used to call him um not my stepbrother my half brother I used to call him my half brother and my mama slapped the shit out of me for that because we were yeah. picking him up from school one day and I forgot what, what we were talking about he was like talking about his family tree or something in school and he was like, well, I have all these siblings. And I was like, well, no, you should have said you my half-brother because we have the same mom but different dad. So like, yeah. I, I don't know if I – I can't remember 100% if I said, like, you're, like, my it. stepbrother or, like, uh-huh. just my half-brother. But I said yeah. one of the two. And, it, it like, her instant reaction was to pop me in my mouth. Yeah. And she was like, no, that's, that's your full brother. You got the same mama, so that's your full brother. And I was like – Oh, I didn't know genes work like that. So as long as we got the same mama, we full siblings. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> and that's just how I took that. It's but interesting it's, you say that because I've never, and I hear it a lot. The way I was raised, you know, I always saw my brother as my brother. I knew, like, it never really, you know, it never, because I hear it all the time. Oh, that's my half brother. Like, like, what does it make it half brother? 
oh, because we had different daddies or we had different mamas. Like, oh, I never, well, me and my brother have um, different daddies. So that makes it like, it's your hammer. Like, I just don't see it. Like, it, like, it, it messes with my soul. Yeah. It's like, I see him as my brother. We were raised together, mm-hmm. you know, and he's my brother. Like, I don't, I've never, I feel like if I called him a half brother, I'm stabbing him. Yeah. You know, like it, it, like that. So I could, I guess in that mentality, your mom was thinking like that, you know? So it's like, I hear it a lot. So like, oh, that's my half brother. Like, why you go the extra mile to do all that? (laughs) You know, like that's your half brother. That's your brother. Ever since today, I ain't never say it again. (laughs) Elementary school, ever since today, I ain't never say it again. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and anybody trying to tell me something other than that's my right. full brother, like, nah, my mama said we got the same mama, so that's my full brother. Right, right. <laughs> that, right. Chop that one. My, my mama right. said my, we got the same mama, so that's my full brother. We came out <laughs> the same wound. Okay, so exactly. we good. We more full than you and your half my bro- sister who came with a different mama. That's a different start. <laughs> exactly. That's why I feel like she really, like, really, really, really has had like even at herself has gotten just to a point where I have to carry all this by myself and now like I feel like it's I've carried it for so long yeah. how do I let it go yeah because her, hearing her say she like feel like she actually might have PTSD and then thinking yes. about it I feel yeah. like for her the struggle is going to have to be dealing with those things and letting those things go and a big and that's because like a big part of that is bringing it to the light and getting off your chest and sharing it with the people you share it with and I feel like that's gonna be like such a struggle for her because when she was coming like when she was finally getting to the point of coming out she dragged her feet so long with it and I felt like it was a mix of feeling shameful for how she treated me when I first came out because like her like my dad told me about how they argued about that too because he didn't even know that I my um when I finished high school like I was living out my car my the Uh first the end of my junior year going into my Uh senior year he didn't even know I was living out my car so he was like yeah that makes sense because she would intentionally not tell him stuff because she hated having to hear his mouth about us because she knew how overprotective he was and she knew that like no matter what even if she couldn't even if she couldn't do it or get us to do it he could like mm-hmm. there was and I forgot I, this one I completely forgot about mm-hmm. so my sister was in a gang like yeah, my older sister Tosh was in a gang for two weeks while she was still in high school, dating one of the dudes in his gang. And she wasn't home. Like, she didn't come home at all. Like, and I remember, like, brief periods of my both of my sisters' re- rebellious phase, but I do remember this. Like, she's she right. She didn't come home at all. For two whole weeks, my mama avoided telling my dad. And then when she finally, like, she just showed up at the house one day. So, I, like, uh, like my kid brain not thinking anything about it. But hearing it now, he was like, yeah, she showed up because I told, I, like, I told her I was coming up there because, like, your mom finally called me, told me that Tasha was in a gang, was hanging out with this crowd, ain't been home in two weeks. It's like, I called Tasha. I said, where you at? 
And she was like, out with friends. He was like, okay, my, your mom told me what's going on. I'm on my way up there. She was like, he was like, she had got off the phone with him. And then like within 15 minutes, called him back, was like, dad, you ain't got to come. You ain't got to come out here. I'm home. Like, you ain't got to come out here. Because my dad, he would have made it. It had been an 18-hour drive from uh, D.C. to Indianapolis. And he, he would have did it. No problem. Like, like that, that's one thing my dad has always been so serious about is family. And he is super, super overprotective. And I, I, I know that's where I get that from. Like, I will, I will sacrifice any and everything for the people that are most important to me and the people that I love. Like, yeah. there's literally nothing down to the shirt on my back or the shoes on my feet that I, I wouldn't give just to make sure I know that they're safe. Yeah. So to know that he was like, yeah. And that's true because the way she played him to us, like, like I said, like my dad was the, the ultimately the bad cop. Like she could say whatever she wants to, but like you won't have to talk to him. And if I have to call him, da da da. But now hearing it, it was like she would do it that way because she was trying to like drag out actually having to call him because she didn't want to have to. She didn't want to actually have to involve him. Right. So As I worry yeah, about it's just like it's a lot. And I feel like I really want to talk to her because I really I'm, I really want to make sure she's healing and taking care of herself. Like, I don't want her spending the rest of her years going to her grave with this type of, like, baggage and burden on her life. Because, like, she's really good at focusing on what's, like, the task in front of her and not focusing on herself and putting shit on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the stuff that, she should have been able to take the time and heal from and deal with in her life. She's never actually done that because she's so been so busy putting everything and everyone else first. And now yeah. that she pretty like she has an empty house, it's just her. Like she has the grandkids here and there. She has more time to focus on herself. Mm-hmm. I feel like how does she deal with that? And that's like she she keeps herself busy because I mean she still works so it's not like she um, works in an elementary school so she she likes it because she like she went from uh, corporate management to like she's in the army she's done caregiving like she's done everything and so now she just decided like honestly I just just want to be around kids so she she's a uh, freaking the head lunch lady at elementary school and she like that's her thing I was like okay okay <laughs> like if that's what you want to do right right like she, she likes kids mm-hmm. and I was like okay that makes sense but I feel like she she tries to keep herself so busy so mm-hmm. she doesn't have to to actually do some self work and some mm-hmm. healing and, and, and a lot of people out do of that. Yeah, and because, and, like, and, and a lot that's of another sense is... of running. You know, you're running from those situations because you know it's 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 like standing right at the doorway every time you come home. Like, uh, I'm gonna go to a star. Mm-hmm. Maybe if I have all my hands full with all these grocery bags, I ain't got to worry about what's standing in front of me. Excuse me, I gotta put these down. You know, exactly. <laughs> you know. And that's what I was like. Ever since and, uh, Hector said that generational uh, generational healing mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. it's a real thing. It, it is a real thing, and I never even in doing these segments like of not enough. I never even I never even like stopped to to have the idea or concept that maybe my parents or maybe my mom at one point in time thought they weren't en- weren't enough for us. Like mm. 
And I hear, like, I, I feel like I've, I've heard it before. Like, parents are like, oh, I'm not a good enough mom. I'm not a good enough dad. Right. Da, 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 da. Like, I wish I can give my kids more opportunities, like X, Y, and Z. But I've never actually sat and thought and, like, sat to think. And I'm like, has, what if she's ever felt like that? Like, if she wasn't a good enough mom for us. And I was like, I, I really hope that she doesn't because she, like I said, I've, I've never known in my childhood thinking about it for me uh-huh. to have a want for anything. Like there yeah. were times like talking to my sister about it and just looking at stuff like, yeah, there were times where we were in shelter. There were times where we had to stay with family. There were times like we didn't have our own, but at the same time, it I, I don't even remember it. Like it wasn't so much that it scarred me as a child. And I feel like because we had to stay at a shelter for a few months, I feel like that's been impacting me and I feel like I've never healed from that kind of deal. It, it's just like, I've, I've never even honestly sat and thought like, dang, we don't have our own place. Like, dang, yeah. it, it's just like, it was more or less like not understanding why we were where we were. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like that kind of helped feed the image of my dad because there was like a really big point in time like I I felt like my dad had replaced us like he had gotten a new family like he wasn't really there for us and and all these things but didn't know that it was my mom keeping us from him in that manner Mm -hmm. like pretty much cutting us off Mm -hmm. and so I think about it now it's just like yeah I've had those experiences but were they necessary like Mm -hmm. did I absolutely have to go through them or was it more less like a product of circumstance like I don't have the ability I don't have the age or the the circumstances to take care of myself I'm still a child so I'm going with the person who's taking care of me yeah so thinking like okay had she made different decisions how would my life have been right and now like now thinking about that it really makes me mindful like if I'm ever to be a parent like if me and B ever really sit down and adopt because she she talks about it all the time like she wants yeah. to and I'm always like I got my niece and nephew like <laughs> that's <laughs> like, enough them, like, like if anything happens like that I, but I've never thought like oh yeah I'm gonna have kids like little kids and raise them up in my house and like because it just never had been a concept to me but now I'm just thinking like I I almost want to because I want to see if I would do it differently than my parents like I I want to hearing it I feel like there were a lot of decisions that were made where it wasn't always the child is first, like the child is the, the first, first thought. And I feel like that's one thing that we always hear people like, oh, your kids should come first. Oh, da, 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 da. like, that's the most important thing. Like, but it's just like, but being in a situation where like, you're still a person and now mm-hmm. you're taking care of other people, people mm-hmm. who can't take care of themselves, like, is every decision that you're making for them first and foremost, or are you making decisions for yourself yeah that just happens to impact them yeah and if you have the opportunity like doing it differently and so realizing like as a parent like are those selfish moments a real thing like thinking like oh when I hear people say um like 
people who don't have kids don't ever know because like you don't raise and it's just like mm -hmm. I was never on board with that I'm like I, I changed yeah. diapers like I raised some kids just as much but now I'm thinking about it it's like okay I've never had to make those life decisions like I've never had to make life decisions that didn't really impact anyone outside of myself right, right and if right. it did it, it was adults who ultimately can make their own decisions for themselves right. like and outside of that it's my dogs but I'm like my dogs don't go everywhere I go so it's like I'm still making Very a decision true. for myself like, but now I'm just like are moments like that really necessary and if, if I were a parent raising an actual human being what I would I feel like I need to take those moments of selfishness knowing that the outcome is potentially going to impact them like mm -hmm. now and possibly for years to come mm -hmm. because I guess I feel like some of those decisions just me looking at them from an outside perspective hearing both sides of the story I feel like there were some decisions on both their parts but like my mom mainly because like that was the parent that we lived with that were more for herself mm -hmm. than for us and it kind of impacted us and made more struggles present that she in turn had to take care of versus like letting us have like giving joint custody or letting yes. us live part of the year with him and things yes. like that instead of being so solely stuck on dealing with no they're my kids they're gonna stay here with me they can only visit you like instead of like actually letting that happen yeah I feel like maybe I would be further in life maybe she would be further in life maybe I I, I would have not made some of the theme decisions as far as like negative things that I've done yeah. so it really has me thinking like it, it it I felt like I don't know why before going into it when I was thinking like oh I'm gonna talk to my mom I'm gonna talk to my dad it was gonna like check more boxes give more answers and questions and like really close some chapters but really it makes me it's it, if anything, it did the reverse. Like it's really making me yeah. think of more moments in my life where it's like, could that have been different? Yeah. But now I, I don't want to get stuck to well on the past. Like there, there are some things that I feel like I need to get clarity on so that way I can actually let them go. Uh -huh. Versus uh -huh. Uh -huh. talking to my mom and and hearing it now, like, oh, I, now I heard the truth. I'm a dual on this for like the next two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And knowing that like that was now it's more. I'm dwelling on these questions because I don't have answers for them yet. Right. Right. And that's going to keep, and that's going to be in the back of the head too. That, that so really you have that conversation. Is, that really is. And I don't know. It, I feel like it's really starting to just thinking about the concept of like being enough and being enough for my family. I really feel like it's helping me realize how, I'm not rooted in my family, meaning like, like my value, my self-worth, my sense of self doesn't come from them, but I'm more like elevated from my family because it's like, instead of that being where I come from, that's my starting point. That's my foundation. And, and I'm still yes. separate from that. Yes. Like, and I, I felt like that's one thing I, I was always struggling. I, I didn't find the separation 
from myself within my family because it's easy to have that like in a work environment or in like oh, relationships yeah. with friends and stuff like yeah. that like I still have that sense of self but having that separation from your family Natalie. like in in that circle mm-hmm. it, it's something that I've always really struggled with and just like now hearing this stuff it's like like thank you I I, I realize like okay I, I i made these decisions but i didn't i i, I still made some better decisions than my parents yeah around it was nice time. to connect the dots exactly yeah so that, that's really where i'm at with that that's that's my headspace i have to applaud you on that you know be, for taking that leap to do that because i was really anticipating i couldn't wait to hear i was like even on like it should get on because I want to hear, you know, because like I, I remember like, it, it our conversation. Like, it, it was always something with timing. Like the first time I was like, I'm not going to make it home in time. And then freaking, I kid you not, I had just woke up. Like, I don't know. I, and it wasn't even like we had a long night. It wasn't yeah, like yeah, I was yeah, yeah. Overnight. I I was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I really want oh, to. Oh, we didn't know. Really we didn't know. And then I realized, like, I looked at the time it was saying, and I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. We're not. <laughs> I know because I show I rush back here at everything and I was like, oh, <laughs> we're not doing it. Never mind. <laughs> I, you know, I'm so glad and I recorded all that because, like, I because I've been waiting to hear it because uh, that that's going to speak so much for others because th- in my case, I didn't have both individuals in my life. Never have I, I don't even know what my dad looks like. Mm-hmm. And if things had changed and he was present in my life, I do believe things would have been different. I would have not have been the same person, but I can't make that judgment on him because I don't know who he is. I don't know. I just knew he was a construction worker. His name is David Cervantes. You know, I that's all I know. And he had a son older than me that had a child the same time around my mom was pregnant. Mm-hmm. So I have a nephew out there that's my same age, um, you know, so and I have family who, of course, obviously on my mom's side, who's always like, do you ever want to know, you know, you might have some siblings out there that you you can know, you might have a sister, you might have a brother out there, you know, and there came a time at an age where I just was like, if he wants to be in my life, he could have had that decision. You know, and then, you know, listening to your story, which you've you've shared, and it's like, you know, I know how my mom is. She's my queen. Okay, Mm. don't get me wrong. She is my queen. I love my mom and she's still growing. You know, I don't think you ever stop growing. I don't care if you reach 88 years old, you're Mm -hmm. still growing. You're still learning things. You you, you have that choice to not, you know, but for some people like my mom, I think. I feel like when I came out the closet, a big like transformation happened. You know, there was a different kind of like my mom was not the person that I grew up to know. She completely changed. Like it was eye opening to me. I I feel like I was becoming her in a sense, like really mean when, you know, I came out like, you know, and until I I said something to her and made her cry, I would never want to make my mom cry. And it hit me. And when she said, I'm trying, you know, and then that just broke my heart because it was like, you really are. And let me put myself aside for a moment and -hmm. just be like, okay, because you brought up a good point when you were saying like, do we, 
think about our family, you know, like in what we're doing. And it's like, well, when do you, but when do you also think about you? You know, like I understand as a parent, you have to be selfless because that is your number uno, you know, but as a child, I feel like we, I think, I feel like every generation changes and we're becoming to become more aware of ourselves. Self-awareness is becoming a thing nowadays Mm -hmm. um, compared to the way it was, because the way it was, is always, well, you got to do this for the family. You got to do the family business. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's everything is this. You can't, oh no, no, no. You, you go and do your own thing. Exactly. You know, it, it was, it was, it was non-existent because it was just the traditional thing you do. This is your last name. You know, and you got to do what the Watsons have to do. You know, you got to go to church. You know, it's it's like living the name versus living your authentic self. Yeah. You know, and it's for a while. And ever since I came out of the closet, you know, it it was me discovering me for once. And I knew I was different at such a young age. I just thought I was the weirdo, the weird loner. Sitting yeah. on the wall, looking at everybody play. Something's wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know. I'm just different. And then you, 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 you have your family saying, "Well, you gotta think about your family because what would your, what would you know if the church finds out? What are they gonna say about your family? Oh, they, they have a gay child. We going to hell, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's and so I had to carry that at a at an age where I should be like enjoying living but i had the stressor and the burden of i'm carrying my family's name so if they all find out they're gonna destroy my family like throw yeah. like a witch trial you know we, mm-hmm. we all go into the stick and we're gonna burn okay take they're gonna, like, all my whole entire family i carrying that well then what was the point of coming out of the closet i can't be myself i can't be me i, I I've li- i'm very uncomfortable in my skin so it's like when do you Cut the umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you know, um, dang, don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go. <laughs> In my mind. <laughs> like, wait, don't go. She was talking about it. Uh, foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, you allow that to just, that's your foundation. You know, family, when it comes like, and I completely understand, like what you, when you were give, telling me, it's like that. that is our foundation. You know, that's not who I am. That is the essence of where I came from. Yeah, that's my foundation. That is the solid ground. I uprooted from it. Now I have to decide where I go. Yeah. You know, and that's not taught a lot when family, because number one, when I feel like, I feel like from just understanding from parents, you know, I brought you in, I can take you out. Mm-hmm. You know? And so you going to do what I said. I don't care about your opinion, you know? Mm-hmm. And I understand that. You know, but there are also you have to allow your child to be their own person because they're already born into this world with a spirit. Yeah, that is always going already going to bring something of its own. But if you keep that on a lid, then something else is going to happen. You know, and so and I've seen it so many different scenarios and it's amazing, but it's just it's it's crazy because that is when you have to break that point of generations i'll call i call the generation curse where it's like you continue to you keep repeating what has been done or you carry that trait you become your Mm -hmm. mom you become your dad you know it's it's something that's like when are y'all gonna learn you know and so it's just wow 
but I'm just I'm amazed that you did it, and I'm so happy you did. Yeah, I, did I know, and I, I really, I, really a lot of for and you. I feel like there's still gonna be. It's not even like a a, a done story yet, because I feel like right. when I talk to my mom again, like there's more I want to talk to her about. But now, <clears throat> even after having this conversation with you, it makes me think like after like thinking about it out loud, I almost want to ask her like if she had the opportunity to. <clears throat> yeah. To, to do it differently yeah. would she consider having like a split custody option would that would she think that would have been better for her like knowing where she is now does she does she think that would have been something more stable for her that way she could still have time to herself and and work and grow and focus on her but then she would still know like we're still taken care of and, and things like that because I almost want to, I'm, I'm thinking, I was sitting here thinking like, if it would have been different, because in the, in this conversation that I had with my dad, because we eventually got to the point, like the topic of me and our relationship, I asked him, because um, it was about the name change. So we, we got on the name change because he was telling me how he had met my stepmom, um, who had passed, who recently passed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we got to the conversation on why I was upset with him about the name that he put in her obituary. Cause I was like, you know, that's been changed for a while, but then it wasn't until I actually sat and talked to him and, and really like heard why it was done. It wasn't, it wasn't done for me. It wasn't done for him. It was done for her. And he was like, the reason why is because for her, that was the child that she helped raise and she was a part of their life. And I was like, I understand that. Like, I, I can't even be mad about that because, and he was like, even when they would talk, cause he was like, nobody really knew how she felt about me being trans other than him. Cause they would, he, she'd be the only one he really talked to her privately, but he, he was like, she would still include you in her prayers mm. like he was like there he was like I'm not gonna lie to you there were some times where if she said names she she would say that name but she would still at least include you in her prayers even though like her and I had we pretty much hadn't talked since I started my transition so mm-hmm roughly 10 years and she she's always had health issues my entire life so that wasn't something new but her recently passing like it 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 came as a shock but at the same time it's it it, my dad isn't as broken up as if it were something completely like out of of exactly Exactly. so but hearing that I like I really understood it and then we just started having conversation like so if like if I would have came to you, like if I grew up in your household and I told you I wanted to change my name, like mm-hmm. I told you I didn't like this name, I hate being a little you, I, I, I it drove me insane that everyone just referenced me as a little you right down to my name and I could not stand it. And I told you I wanted to change it. How would you react? And he was just like, I, I, he was like, I mean, I mean, I would have been a typical dad about it, but. You ain't like, changing your name. Like, no, like, you, you sure you don't like it? Because I was like, 
I used to hate it. I was like, I used to tell you, because I always, and it, it wasn't, or it wasn't even because of the name itself. For first, I, I hated it because it made me sound old. Like I hated it because I was like, it's a, it's an old person's name, and <laughs> all the nicknames for it is old people names. I'm not old. Like I hated it, and then I was like, I hate it because I don't get to have a middle name. And I was like, that's not fair. I think like, I've always went, I always wanted a middle name. I was like, every my all my siblings always got a middle name. Everybody got a middle name, but me. It's like, why do really? I have to not have? Yeah. And he was like, well, that wasn't even entirely a hundred percent my fault. Like, <laughs> oh, there it is. Mom, there it is. He's like, your mom wanted a junior. She was like, she <laughs> was like, she always wanted a junior. And he was like, why do you think your little brother? And I was like, damn, you're right, because my, my little brother is one too. Like, <laughs> and I was like, wow. I didn't even think of it. I was like, okay. So, yeah, it was, and by, by the end of all of it, he was like, make sure you text me. Um, he's like, make sure you text me your full name, because he, I, I, he, to know that he's actually been working on it, like, he talks, when he talks to my siblings, he asks them to make sure he's still saying it correctly, and he, oh. he's working on making sure he's using it, Yeah. and I was like, I know, I know pronouns are going to be a struggle for him, just because it, it it's, it's so used to conversation, even, I think it, it's been more instilled in his brain, just because we've had a huge gap in our relationship mm -hmm. so, so a lot of it is him, yeah. him still trying to get on board right. more and more as we talk and but like the fact that he's trying to make sure he refers to me by name more just to make sure he's doing it right I was like I hear you and I see that yeah and so now I'm just like where are we at now? Like, where do we go from here? Because we're, we're getting closer and yeah. we're having like genuine conversation. And this is one reason why I want to ask my mom, like if she could go back and redo it, like, would she think that doing like kind of like a joint thing, knowing everything she knows now, would she think that doing a joint thing would have been easier? Like, I'm thinking that because I feel like the one thing out of my entire life like the one thing I, out of my entire life that I always felt was the biggest like downfall to my self-confidence and my like, was the idea of disappointing my dad mm. and it was something that I built up so high in myself because like I said growing up it was always you're doing something wrong oh you gonna have to call him or he gonna call you or I done told him so it's a time difference so I, I would sit there with anxiety just waiting like oh my god he gonna call me so it's just like that's what it that's what I was trained as a child that it was and then when I moved to Arizona coming into my adult life it was easier to not talk to him because I, I started my transition I was going through things like we would keep keep up with texts and stuff like that but it, we mm -hmm. didn't have a, a tight-knit relationship mm -hmm. so it was easier for me to not acknowledge how much it impacted me mm -hmm. when I didn't consider him a part of my life and not like a part of my life. Like I cut him out. I don't want to talk to him. He's dead to me kind of deal, but a part of my life where if nothing else, if I need, if I need to call one person, if need nobody else, like that, that will always be, my absolute last go-to because I know he's always going to pick up. If he's not going to pick up, he's going to text me. If he not, he, he's like, because he's always been that overprotective. And I, 
I'm, I thought it was something that kind of developed more because he was never really like there every day like he wanted to be because of the distance where we mm-hmm. lived. But talking to him and hearing that, knowing how it's been like that since the, he found out my mom was pregnant with my sister, because he, he's always been a family person, that, that, that that's where he was. But outside of that, he's not in my life, like in my everyday life, my, right. like my circle or my routine. Yeah. So now I'm just like, Ugh. Ah, why do I drive myself crazy? Because building it up for so long yeah. and then now talking to him more, yeah. it's like, fuck, I'm still that same fucking 16 year old who used to freak out. Like, like I, it, it used to get me all the time. And I used to hate having to talk to you because I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I have to tell you this. Like, here to freak. And it was just like, all I have to do is have to talk to you. It's never been that you haven't been accessible to me. It's yeah. always been me like in your head. In my head. Exactly. So now I feel like it was always because I would have to tell him things that I thought he was going to disapprove of or dislike. And not thinking of it as, well, he's going to have his own opinion, but ultimately he's going to support me in my decisions for myself. As long as I'm being safe, happy, healthy, he's going to support me in my decisions for myself. So now I'm just like, I feel like if there was that kind of agreement in my childhood, like just if that particular circumstance would have been, Mm -hmm. I feel like it would have been easier for me to get to where I am now. Because I used to, I used to constantly like question myself, especially in the beginning of my transition. I used to think like, would I have always transitioned? Like, would I have always ended up here? And I would have been, I, I was like, yes, because I feel like I was always in the beginning trying to be the person that I looked like on the outside, especially because I looked like my dad and I was this tall, so I got, I, I had that image. So, and then from there, accepting my truth and started being like, even accepting what my truth was at the time mm-hmm. and still being scared to actually show like my authentic self yeah. and show like my my more feminine persona and my personality and even that in that in my presentation Uh it was like it it was still like oh my goodness I'm 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 only being I have truthful so it's just like because ultimately at the end of the day everybody else could find out but when it came to him finding out I would be in my head (laughs) so I feel like if I would have had him more in my life as a constant back then and knowing that I would have still ended up here because the feelings that I were having about myself would have still been like no matter where I was at like physically I know that uh, the feelings that I was, was having would have always been like that's no question and that's even one thing that he like he thinks that he can try and like debate about and have a point like well no you never know because you wouldn't I'm like oh no I know like I know <laughs> I, I know. So the question is like, how would we have gotten here with you knowing? And thinking about it, I feel like being there because when it came to actually talking to him and engaging in conversation, one thing that I was always able to do is just like to speak my mind and hold my own. Like it was never a, 
we're going to have a conversation so I can make, basically tell you to stop doing what you do and then shooting down your idea. We're going to have a conversation to get clarity and understanding. So yeah. we're on the same page kind of deal. So I feel like, whereas it was the latter with my mom, it was actually like, oh, this is what you're doing. Oh, this, I don't like it. Let me like th- how I ended up living out my car. So it was just like, if I would have been in his household more, even equally having to have those conversations with him, knowing like I have the freedom to talk, mm-hmm. it would have given me the confidence yeah. to have those conversations sooner with my mom. Yeah. Because yeah. thinking about it, like every time I had to come out, especially the first time, I didn't tell her because I did the same thing. I was in my head about her reaction because we don't want to upset our parents. But yeah. I knew yeah. that upsetting my mom would cause a more like visible reaction she would get upset she would yell she would to do like she would do things to express her anger whereas my dad like I said him not being so expressive especially when things really bother him it would be more like okay is he really internalizing is he just thinking it so it would it would get me more versus like I know how she's going to react I got to prepare for it I'm just going to tune her out we're going to argue I'm gonna leave so I feel like if it were being there with him and then learning about all of this about him a lot sooner mm-hmm. and things like that it would have given me the confidence to probably start sooner yeah it like it would have maybe end up having a better relationship with my stepmom like mm-hmm. it, it, I feel like I I wouldn't have backed down like yeah. no matter what and even if it got to the point where he would try and like, I felt like he would try and like, no, this is, I, I could still not have to because I could call him out on his own word. I'm like, no, this is how, this is how you raised us to be. So you can't change it up now because you don't agree with how I'm presenting that. Like I still could have had that with him. Whereas my mom is just like, wait, you talking back? Like, and, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I feel like there's definitely <laughs> different so, aspects yes, of like, them yes. that I would would have liked to have more of in my life. And so now thinking about it, that, I feel like that's how my childhood would have been. And it would have, I feel like it would have still been hard for him to accept. Of course. Because I, I have all sisters pretty much with the exception of my oldest brother, Brian, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like on my dad's side. I have all sisters right down to my stepsisters so actually I take that back um they my stepsisters like my they have a brother but it's more of like their their brother through their dad versus same mom kind of deal so it was always like he always looked at my dad as more of like a stepfather or something like that oh of course so it wasn't like they were super close so my dad in his mind he really only had two sons my oldest brother and me at the time yeah so I feel like living in a house full of cisgender women to find out that one of his only two sons is trans so now it's just like I'm losing one and then on top of that I'm losing what at the time felt like was the prodigal one because he didn't find out about my older brother until later versus 
him knowing about me, like, cause he was still married to my mom at the time, like it being, so it being something planned and, and thought out and not really knowing about my brother. Yeah. And then the one that, like I said, was his clone. Like I was his mini me, like, it, like he spit on the ground and that's what they cloned me from. Yeah, so it was like, I, I feel like it would have been harder for him to accept, but for me, it it would have made the process a lot easier. Now I, I feel like I would have had a lot more confidence coming up in certain parts of my life. Mm-hmm. I believe. I mean, I believe that. I mean, I know circumstances have happened what they are mm-hmm. now, but just if that would have been approached sooner, you would have had more time with him. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and you would it would be in a different things would have you would have been a different place in your life especially right now mm-hmm. you know mint not just mentally but more of not unanswered questions and yeah. unanswered things that you know I have feel like been holding more like not even mentally just yeah more like holistically like I would feel more balanced yeah. more grounded like I would have more clarity in my life I, I would have had the focus that I'm just now starting to gain mm-hmm. a lot sooner so it would have been more fine-tuned it, it would have been further than what it is at this point kind of deal yeah and you would have that conversation with your mom already mm-hmm. now I, I had I wrote something down I had the question um now do you think your mom's actions were out of spite or fear you know like the the fact that I'm picking all my kids up we're leaving Mm-hmm. And then I feel like no more custody or anything. It was more out of fear. Mm. And the reason I say that is because in that moment, like I said, in, in hearing the explanation that he gave, and this like I said, I know it to be true because he he described the phone call to me and how he felt like he he was in very detailed so it's just like uh, I feel like it was more out of fear because it would have I feel like she would have felt like ultimately she failed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that would have been what would have just like kind of pushed her over the edge because like after five years ending one marriage that ended up failing and then now be partially because of what's going on another one's ending and I always felt like it she she felt that maybe we would have thought like she let us down because we didn't have the the kind of family portrait that my dad had like my dad got after they um got divorced like he was in a few relationships and then got remarried and I think because she was the one who initiated their divorce because my yeah this is how so my dad was always like the type of person who's like for till death do his part like we married, we're not getting divorced, like till death do us part. And knowing that like my last name, it's my pretty much my grandmother's maiden last name. Mm. Like my dad has my it, it was given my grandmother's last name, so I got it because 
my dad's dad, I, I learned a lot about him too. My dad's dad was never married to my grandmother. So she was like, I'm not going to give him your last name because we're not married, but I will compromise and give the first name. So, cause I think his name was Larry and that's how my dad got his name, Lawrence. And she was like, and it, it was somewhere else to um, um, Lawrence of Arabia, a, a movie. <laughs> Was, he was telling me about that's where she got it from too but yeah last name is her maiden last name because she refused to give my dad his father's last name because they weren't married and I was like I like that I didn't know that so that's I'm like I'm happy I, I always like I'm something to me never wanted to change my last name like I, I love my last name and I was like I just love how it fits my name together and yeah. I'm I think like the, the way my name sounds now, just, it just rolls off the tongue so nicely. I feel like that's why people like me. <laughs> I mean, me. it sounds really good. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, Miss Amari Watson. I mean, it's just, it does sound natural and it sounds like, ooh, she's somebody. Miss exactly. Watson's coming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, you, I love you, it. Honey, you own that. And so yeah, it's just like, <laughs> but I feel like, she did because she didn't want to look like she was failing and mm-hmm. failing us. That that that's where that fear aspect came from. Yeah. She was like, if we stay here in this environment, then as they grow up, things are gonna happen. They're gonna know it's gonna look like I failed. So let's go somewhere new. And like I said, the reason the, the reason that she gave us about my aunt and her marriage and like it, it was true like it was definitely true because I remember when we first moved to Indy like staying with her and like my uncle my aunt used to fight a lot I, I, I remember all that so it was definitely true but knowing that wasn't like the the, the nail in the coffin or the main driving force mm-hmm. like I said that's the part that she left out mm-hmm. so I feel like if we would have stayed there as we grew up thing like it, it would have we would have found out more just mm-hmm. being in the environment mm-hmm. versus moving to a completely new state nobody knows us nobody and, and start fresh mm-hmm. and new because really we left once we left there was in I hadn't been anywhere else like moved to Indiana only time I would see other states is when we driving through like there I remember when we were younger me and my sisters having to take the um uh, Greyhound uh-huh. we take it from Indiana to Pittsburgh and then we have to remember to change in Pittsburgh and then go from Pittsburgh to DC yeah. like I remember that vividly and so that was like me seeing other states was like driving through driving through so tra- fast forward to after that growing up in Indiana then leave Indiana and run into Arizona and I've been here ever since so I feel like if we would have stayed there I don't necessarily think that I would still live there but Mm -hmm. I I don't think I would have moved this far west Mm -hmm. by myself so I think that, that she did that more out of that fear aspect because of the things she didn't want us to find out. And now I don't, I, I, I feel like it, it, it's been so long that 
it's like why try to deal with those old wounds and, and air out them closets and, and skeletons but oh, yeah i'm like you just said you think you got ptsd so we got to get through these things so yeah. i feel like her saying that is really yeah that really is giving me an opening to uh-huh. to kind of dig more and pry more uh-huh i think i i think it's all about the approach but I think you, and, and I'm not in that situation, but I think sometimes we all, from us, from our mouth, we need to let our parent know, like, I'm just saying, you know, I'm proud of you, number one. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I really want to have a conversation yeah, with you, but you know, I'm proud of you. Her, especially now, I tell her that more so now. That's good. I, 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 I think I'm really going to do the freaking ancestry DNA. Like mm-hmm. I want them to send me a little box, like to spit in a little test tube. I want to do it. Like, I want it. I want to so bad. So I think I'm finally gonna actually end up doing it. Yeah, I've been like back and forth. Everybody, like, yeah, they gonna know you in the system. Like, but I get to know some things that, you know, the ancestry. I, 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 I also want to know the culture. You mm-hmm. know that I, I'm actually part. So then I could, that could answer the question, mm-hmm. what my dad was because. My mom's gonna say anybody would have said Vantes. Oh, he's a Mexican, you know. <laughs> but like I've met individuals in my life that have been very savvy on features and cultural features and stuff like they're like, no, you're Spanish. I was like, and these were older women that had told me, I'm like, no, nah, what's your last name? I'm like, well, the, my other last name is Cervantes, like, mm-hmm. And you know what? And that's a Spaniard last name. I'm like, but there's not. And you know what else? Cervantes, they're great writers. And that hit me because I love to write. And I was like, I do like to write. And they're like, mm-hmm. Yeah, not surprising. I was like, okay, well, excuse me. Okay. But, you know, I would love to do that for family-wise and then cultural background-wise is to, like, where did it all come from? You know, it's, I feel like that's sort of no, me. I think I'm a really... We're only gonna probably if I like in the next week or so. I think I'm gonna really just like I'm so excited. The bullet and order the box. And I'm so like, excited. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my god. I'm so. We're gonna have a lot of like some I'm stories. Okay. Silly. We're gonna have content. We're gonna have these little spinoffs. Like okay, because today's obviously a spinoff of the Amari story. Okay. I'm like yes, <laughs> come through. <laughs> That's what's like. Wait, hold up. Uh-uh. She ain't gonna start this story without me pushing record. Let me push record. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Because I do, I just be hitting the talking. You always get me on camera and just get to talking. And I, I honestly, I get, I be so focused on talking and rambling. And the funny thing is, like, I keep trying to move my head because I'm like, I don't want people to see this. <laughs> and all they see is the glare in my freaking glasses. I keep, I'm like, okay, so you can see my eyes. And I'm like, oh, so you can see my work screen over here. So I'm trying, let me try and do. So I'm sitting here trying to move it. I swear, I don't even be paying attention when you hit record and I just be rambling. Oh, I love it. I I, I love it because I'm just like, at least we didn't have to prepare nothing. You know, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm just, well, we never really do. We just say, this is what it's going to be called. Insane. Let's go. I and know, I'm so, surprised. I'm waiting for her. I'm surprised she ain't come back here knocking her door yet because that's what I looked over because I heard somebody Oh, yeah, because normally. I, <laughs> I know because I, I'm, I'm she waiting for me to take her to the store. So I'm like. I'm are we going to like last the, time you're like she t- she's like are we going to the store you're this like, like i was waiting for i was like oh this door about to open because she told me like oh we over <laughs> you over time <laughs> she definitely oh my gosh um well since i know that's coming up how about this um is there anything that you would encourage our listeners coming from someone who actually took that giant leap 
to fulfill these questions that have always been something in the back burner, you know, for those who actually have both parents presently in their life mm-hmm. and they are split because there's a lot of divorce, you know, ki- you know, kids who are victims of that. And I don't want to call it a victim, but in a sense it is because you, the children have dealt with the consequences of the decision that parents had made. Mm-hmm. And I know it is for their own things, but you also know you have this child that you both brought into this world. And whether you like to run from it as much as you want to, you know those questions are coming. Yeah. Those questions are, it's inevitable. Like my mom knew I was going to ask about my dad. She's like, I knew you were going to ask me one day, but like, well, where is he? Yeah. Why isn't he here? You know? I feel like if I had anything to say, especially me being someone who doesn't have any biological kids of my own. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like when it comes to, ever having that conversation in my life, it would be a very different conversation because it would be more or less how you came to be in my life. And now let's work together on how you got to that point before you came to be mine Mm -hmm. versus like, what's your life like before you had me? What are the things that you went through? Even like when I was real young, I feel like I would say just be mindful that they're more than just your parents, they're people. Mm-hmm. Because for me, like I said, it, it wasn't until having this conversation that I was able to really humanize my parents, especially yeah. my dad, because for so long he was that superhero. So yeah. this really allowed me to humanize him. And now knowing like, if I were in that position, how would I make the decisions? Because what's the story that I would want my kids to tell? Like, I think that's if I were a parent, like that would be the kind of the thing, like hearing this, all I would think now is like, what are the decisions that I want to make for the story that I want my child to hear later? Because like you, the way you write, you can run from it for so long, but then questions are going to come at some point. So just be mindful that they're more than just your parents. They are people. Yeah. And I feel like in doing that, it, for me, at least it, removed that blame factor because yeah yeah, I can say so many things in my life were the product of my parents but at the same time I still have a certain level of accountability because at some point it falls on me to either carry those things or let them go or grow from them so I feel like doing this it really helped me not have that blame factor and be like really you did yeah. that you had us yeah. in a freaking yeah. shelter for three months and we had to share beds and it was like a, a fucking pullout bed it looked like a fucking dresser and the drawers pulled out and they were fucking little twin beds so i'm like you had us living in this shit when you could have been less selfish and made a decision for us and get, like yeah i can have that reaction yeah. and and blame her and blame her and blame her and shame her for what she had which she taken into account but that if i just she was already stay mindfully open it's just like and i think that we're not being a parent biologically and having kids where you at a that live with me every single day like going through i, I, I have my kids on weekends and i have them at different times but having them with them every single day i've never had to think that oh, who are my emotions affecting? Who are my emotional decisions affecting? Who are my wise mind decisions affecting? Like who are who are actually getting hit by the ripples uh, just of me kind of yeah. deal? It's always been like, my decisions don't go outside myself. Mm-hmm. So 
just know that if you're in that position now in this day and age as a parent, that it, it w- probably would have been very different for them. So just remember that they're, they're people like, yeah. and they were a person before they were your parent. Yeah. So that especially, so it, to, to, to expect them to give up all of that individuality, it, it, it's unrealistic in my book. So I feel like yeah. that, that's what I would have to say. Just be mindful that they are people and that they're more than just your parent. Thank you. Thank you. That was perfect. Thank you for saying that because that's so, so true. I think we, for, we do forget that. We do forget that. Like you, I love how you said that, like, you know, the, you opened in with that saying, I, I, now I see him as a human. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, and then you going deep into it really um, explained that because I was like, yeah, in my head, I'm like, elaborate, girl. But, and you did. And so I was like, I got it. And so what you said right now, because I know we, we think that they're invincible. They're God. Of course, when we're mm-hmm. kids, they're God, you know? And so, and then when you grow up, you find out some things. It's like, but we don't need to treat them any different. We just need to treat them how we would like them to treat us now. Yeah. And now we're adults. So treat me like that. I still respect you. I don't see any less. And I'm not mad at you, you know, like, you're still a human being at the end of the day. You know, so I can't wait to hear the no, second half of this one. I think I'm going to talk to her um, probably either tomorrow or Saturday morning, just depending on what her schedule looks like. But yeah. yeah, I'm going to talk to her in the next couple of days. Yeah. All right. Well, I won't keep you at home. I know, I'm sitting here like, text messages. I was going to say, like, did you get text um, messages yet? <laughs> we, we knew it. You was like, it I was can feel it. I can adventure. feel it. <laughs> All right, you enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you, you too. I love you, I love your presence in my life. Uh, I love you too, I'm so glad I have you in my life. I'm so glad I have you. Probably end up texting you sometime tomorrow. All right, do it. Night. (laughs) All right, bye. And that completes today's Authentic Self episode on the Not Just Cafe podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, it's not about how the world sees you. It's about how you embrace your own world.